0: This is Church on the Rock, where Jesus is our message and people are our heart. Tune in to hear a teaching that we pray inspires and encourages your life with Christ. Amen. Amen. I'll tell you what, we've had a lot of people, if you have a spouse that passed away, or a son, or a daughter, or a mom, or a dad, or an aunt, uncle... It's open to anybody. I think there's like six or eight people that are already signed up to go. You can sign up for that in the Connection Center as you go out. I'm very excited. Uh, Julie, can you come here a second? You're going to kill me, aren't you? Julie Marchese, did I say your last name right? Come up here a second. Julie is from the Illinois District, and uh, she sewed into our staff and some other pastors uh, this week for two days. So we can, you know, when a leader grows it helps everyone, and she sewed into us uh, some great uh, things about coaching and leading, and 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 how we all can work together and re- reach our purposes, and to where we'll be able to better serve, pulling God's gifts out of you because all of you have something very special. So she helped equip us today. I just want to pray for her, everybody. We just pray, Julie, that God blesses your ministry. That, that he gives you strength and abundance and that people would see the value of what you're doing. Julie, you're so articulate and clear on the message and we receive so much. And we just pray God bless you for blessing us and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Julie. I just wanted them to know you. <clears throat> and, um, you know, a, a lot of what Julie's about is pulling out the gift of God in you. And that FIT class that you heard about that's this Tuesday night, I'll be teaching that. At this point, I hadn't seen anybody signed up. This class is great if you're new to COTR. If you're new and you're like, man, I'm kind of liking it here. I want to hook up. I want to I get involved. I, I want to get involved. I want to serve or be a part of things here, but I really don't know how to do that. Come, come this uh, Tuesday night. Uh, was it at 630 Noreen come this Tuesday at 630 and you know we'll we'll hang out We'll chat about it and we'll help you discover uh, The fit that you have for God and his kingdom and guys. It's also for C-O-T-R people how many know sometimes God changes your shape He changes what you do sometimes what you do is just for a season like some of you may have been doing something for a season um, but, but it, that you feel like that season's gone, and and you're kind of in limbo, and you're seeking a direction, but you're not real sure what that direction is. Hey, guys, come Tuesday night, um, and we'll we'll help we'll help discover that together. Amen, guys. I, I, I felt a soberness come over me. Um, I was real excited coming into the the church today, and and the excitement of the baptism, but when John told me about that that mother that how many knew about that I, I i feel like i i knew about it but it's like it didn't register or something but man i i almost felt like there that there was going to be a prophetic word or or a tongues and interpretation or something happen at that point in our service because i really felt the lord say that his eyes saw those people and that these people think about if that would have been i was thinking what if that was my neighbor when he said, oh, I was in our town, I thought, what if it was my next door neighbor? And then I started thinking, guys, we have a world that God has called us to win. We have a world that, that God has showed us to be a light and salt for. And, and to know that this happened, it, it, it's just, I started thinking, what? And I was hearing the Lord saying this to me. I saw that. I heard that. I was there. And I felt like he wanted eyes to see that ears to hear that and people to be there but how many know that sometimes God and I don't want to put people in condemnation but I want us to think a little bit how many know that sometimes God has a to-do for us to do and we miss it we're just oblivious to it we're so fast-paced or we're into our job or we're doing what what we're doing that we miss things and brothers and sisters, we all know the story of the Good Samaritan to where the guy was laying and he was bleeding and he needed somebody to help. And it talks about a priest and a church guy that just passed him by. And guys, sometimes I think we are passing people by. We're not hearing cries in the workplace. We're not seeing needs in the workplace. We're, 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 we're not feeling people. Because sometimes we get so into our stuff and our pain and what we're going through and what we got to do that we forget the purpose for which we've been called. And some of you that are looking for happiness and joy and satisfaction, it really comes when we get our eyes off of self and get our eyes on God first and others around us. That's why the Lord said the greatest thing to do is to love God with all your heart, all your soul and your mind. And then he said, love others as you love yourself. Brothers and sisters, we make it too simple. Love God and love others and love yourself less and less and less. That's what pleases God. If you're looking to find life, you find life by losing your life. If you're looking to find joy, it's not in a higher paycheck. It's temporary. In fact, 1 Timothy 6 talks about temporary ways that people get joy. But true joy comes when you are doing your to-dos for the Lord. Even when Jesus went, went, you know, we'll talk about fasting. We're in prayer and fasting. Um, Even in John chapter 4, where Jesus was... uh, uh, minister and uh, he needed to go through Samaria. It said he must needs go to Samaria. In, in your different translations, it's like, I got to go through Samaria. And Samaria was out of the way. There was a quicker route to where he was going. But he said, I got to go to Samaria. And the reason we found out that he had to go to Samaria is because there was a woman at the well. And the woman at the well couldn't get water in the morning anymore because all of her friends were gossiping about her the woman at the well couldn't couldn't uh, be around people because she was the talk of the town and everybody'd be like hey she's had five husbands and and watch out she'll be getting your husband too and this that and that and they were talking about her and and how many nobody wants to be around that how many wants to be around somewhere they don't want you around and you know they're talking about you how many know what i'm talking about they were ostracizing her and 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 doing this to her so where she was getting her water at the middle of the day. But Jesus was like, I gotta go at the middle of the day. And he ministered to that woman and he said, I'll give you a drink that if you drink of this water, you'll never thirst again. Brothers and sisters, if you drink of the water of this world, if you drink of popularity, if you drink of wealth, if you drink of education, all those are wonderful things. If you drink of family and getting married and all the wonderful things they will never satisfy you or fill you completely the only thing that satisfies and fills you completely is a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ if you're sitting there and you're saying you're a seeker and you're like I don't I don't even know what this means I don't get this I don't understand it how can that do anything you know I thought the same thing I don't understand it I don't see it you know, talking about the Brazilian um, soccer guys here that are probably at Judson University. Amen. I, you know, I, I had a full paid scholarship to go play football and run track at, at Pitt State. And I was in a church service a little bit younger than you guys in a service like this. And I heard a guy said, hey, popularity, all this. I mean, state records and track. We've got them. We still hold state records in our high school. Doesn't mean anything to me. It is an experience. Getting married is wonderful. I love my wife. I love my kids. Grandparenting is awesome. Man, you can spoil them and send them home. I'll tell you what, when, when, I, when my kids were growing up, uh, they had this tube stuff that looked like toothpaste, Crest toothpaste, and it was full of strawberry, watermelon gel. Full of, and I mean, I I used to sneak Caitlin off and take her down to Casey's. And I'd get one of these and I'd say, don't tell mom. And then Caitlin would be like a bird in a nest. And then I'd just go, and just squeeze the whole tube of stuff. And she'd eat this stuff and she'd just be wired. and, and, And when she got home, it, 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 when her teeth, seriously, when her baby teeth, she has beautiful teeth now. But geez, it cost us tens of thousands of dollars for that. When, when her ba- uh, karma's like telling the dentist, I don't know what's wrong with her teeth, and I'm like, don't say nothing, Caitlin. Oh, geez, how do we get on that? I know what you're talking about. Relation, nothing satisfies without that relationship with jesus christ and but you know really if you want not talk about fasting a little bit you know we said oh you're gonna have a spiritual awakening. your marriage is gonna change you're gonna have a breakthrough you're gonna experience a greater depth and revelation in the lord all that's true you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna receive a breakthrough. A lady walked up to me during service, and she said, "I feel in the spirit the Lord saying that that there are people on the very brink of a breakthrough in their life." And I was like, "Yep, we got 14 more days on this prayer and fasting, baby. You're gonna have a breakthrough in all areas if you'll just, you know, give that space to go." Okay, here's what's bothering me. I'm clear off my message, so forget it, up there, guys. But, but, but anyway, here, here's, what's, here's what's bothering, here's what's, here's what's really on my heart today. You're, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna. And to finish up that story with Jesus, if you really want to know what meat or satisfaction is, they kept saying, hey Jesus, eat something, drink something. I don't want anything. Well, we're going to town, we're going to grab some lunch, we're going to eat. We'll bring you back something. I don't want anything. They brought him back something anyway. I don't want anything to eat. Well, we already bought it for you. I don't want anything. We'll have a drink, Jesus. I don't want anything to drink. And then he got a big smile on his face. And he saw the woman that he won to God's kingdom coming with the whole city. And he got a smile and he said, that's the meat. That's the joy. Brother and sister, you want to find it? Lose yourself. You know, just to be a little bit transparent, I went on a seven-month sabbatical. This is going to be nice. I went on a seven-month sabbatical, and guys, be honest with you, I had a little bit of a breakdown, you might say, a meltdown, uh, just a emotional and physical meltdown from 28 years of full-time pastoring and trying to build a church and and, but you know what, the biggest, met I, I, I for Carmen to even get me to the table in the morning, if she could just get me to the table and get the Bible out, and she would be so patient, she would wait till noon, and I hadn't read a word yet. But the only way I could come alive would be by God's word and by his presence. And she knew if she could just get me there. And I went week after week, three months of that. And, and, and three months of, 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 of all that, Now I forgot why I was saying, all that. Um, oh, thank you. Do you know what? After God kind of healed me up emotionally and kind of helped me out quite a bit on some stuff, working some things out, do you know what he gently had to tell me? Hey, Brian, the reason the pulpit scares you to death and you don't want to preach anymore, like Julie mentioned yesterday, preachers like to preach. This one doesn't. The pulpit's always scared me to death. Getting in front of people gives me anxiety. Stuff like that. Sometimes it's all grace when something happens. But you know the biggest thing God had to tell me is he said, Brian, I love you, bud. But you're self-absorbed. You worry what everybody thinks. You worry about pleasing everybody. You're so afraid of failing, of you failing, of making everybody like you. And I I couldn't do a project like this because this is going to PO some of you guys that we did this. And I'll probably hear emails about it. Okay? Okay? Well, I I used to couldn't handle that, trying to keep everybody happy and all that stuff. And everybody's saying, well, services aren't spiritual anymore. And that stuff would gnaw on me where I thought, well, I'm not good. I can't. I, 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 you, 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 I, I, you, you. Guys, here's what we need to do in this prayer of fasting is get things off of I and me. And get things on him and on others. If your marriage is messed up, you've spent enough time saying what she isn't or what he's not doing. Grow up and put a light on yourself and trust that the other one's doing the same thing. If 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 husband will put a light on himself and wife will put a light on himself, there is nothing that people can't work through. Period. There's nothing. We're self-absorbed. We're, we're, we're so absorbed that, that people can commit suicide and kill their children and live beside us, and we never say a word. He knew it. It shocks us. It didn't shock God. He saw it. He heard it. He felt it, and he knew it. Guys, I'm not trying to condemn you today, but I think sometimes we need to, you guys know I'm usually an exciting, I think sometimes soberness is good thinking is good we want to talk about fasting to me fasting is a crucifying of the flesh remember last week when we read in first thessalonians chapter 4 where it said something like this it said um, now may the god of peace make you holy how many is looking for to be set apart to god through this fast, and you want to get close to God, that's what that means. Now the God of peace make you holy in every way, that you may be whole spirit, soul, and body, and be kept blameless until the Lord come. Guys, here's the problem, is the order. When you establish biblical order, blessing will be released. And the reason blessing isn't released in people's life is there's not biblical order. God first living is all about God first. Seek ye first what? of what and his what and all these what other things are going to be what what do we do first seek for spiritual things first the lord told me that 2017 is going to be the greatest year the greatest year that you can imagine he told me that but then he said this if it's your greatest year spiritually Make it your best year spiritually. It's not too late to start fasting. If you fasted five days and and you messed up and you got off of it, just start again. Hit the reset button. I challenge you, go all the way. You want to talk, but but the first thing is we gotta get order back. God, soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions, and then your body. I think order in a lot of people's life is flesh soul spirit instead of spirit soul body so one of the things fasting does is it denies your flesh and says you are not first anymore and then it moves down and tries to take second place and you say you aren't second place any either and then it moves down and it becomes third And remember the funny video when the kids were freaking out last week? How many remember that video and they were throwing these fits? How many have felt your flesh throw a fit this week? I want some food. And you say, you're not having any food. I'm seeking God instead. See, that's what fasting does. Fasting is more than just seeking. Fasting is more than just giving up food. If you just give up food, that's a diet. We're not dieting. We're fasting. It's not fasting unless the time that you take to eat, you set apart and you give that time to the Lord. Jesus, in Mark chapter 1, verse 11 and 12, it says this, that he was compelled by the Spirit to go into the wilderness. And then it says, and there he fasted and prayed for 40 days and he was tempted of the devil and all that stuff. How many knows that? But he was compelled of the Spirit to go into the wilderness. He he got away from the world. Brothers and sisters, fasting is taking time in your day where you set apart time in your day to where that activity is completely the Lord. Jesus was compelled by the Spirit to go out into the wilderness away from everything, set apart. And when he was set apart, he didn't eat, and he had that time. And also notice that it says he was tempted. And we're going to talk about that in this message today. It says he was tempted of the devil. He was tested of the devil. Okay? But let me give you a little preface on that. Guys, listen. Testing is simply to show you where you're at. Testing's never meant to tell you you're stupid or you're dumb. It just shows you where you need to improve. Testing, grading isn't made to say people that have F's are dumb. Testing is to show us where we need some work. Guys, look at temptation and trials that you go through. It's an, that Testing is an opportunity to see where you need God more in that area of your life. So, Through fasting, through prayer and fasting, there's going to be things come up in you that have been hidden. I'm telling you. There are roadblocks. There are obstacles. There are things, bumps, that are in your life that you continually to recycle and never go anywhere but in circles. But through prayer and fasting, Jesus was tempted in the wilderness. He was set apart, and then he was tempted. And that temptation was this testing. Testing, prayer and fasting, and God's Spirit being set apart... Things are going to come up in your life to where God will gently say to you, Dude, you're self-absorbed. I am? God's got a way of saying it where it doesn't hurt. I'm telling you, it feels good, actually. He's got, he's got a way. He's very delicate. How many has ever had God do some deep surgery on you before? Is, is he rough and abrasive? Mean-hearted? So that's the world. He's very, you can trust him with anything you want to talk to him about. He's really wondering why you're not talking to him because he wants to help. But things come up. Guys, things come up. When you're you're praying praying and fasting, things are going to come up. John, that's what you talked about. Things are going to come up. Here's the other thing that's going to happen. You're going to get tuned in to the Lord in a way that you've never been. You know, how many remember the old AM radios? And you're trying to get it tuned in i have a question for you was the message in the airwave different than what you were getting on your radio when you how many say the message on the airwave was very clear and it was there and it was consistent how many say the message was consistent in the airwave but you you couldn't get tuned in you had to tune in and get on the right frequency Brothers and sisters, God is speaking to you. He's speaking to us. People say, well, God never spoke to me. God doesn't speak to you. Yeah, he does. He will if you set apart time for him and activity, get aside to him. He will talk to you. God does talk to you. He has a voice. He has a sense of humor. He's your. He can be your best friend. He's always there. Amen, I'm telling you, it's a relationship. But... Um, you get tuned in in fasting, where there's been static interruption. John, that's what you were experiencing. You get tuned in, brothers and sisters. I was so tired a couple nights because I have been keeping up, going to the to the gym and stuff because that's something important to me. I run three miles on Tuesday and Thursday, and then I try to run six miles on Saturday, and I'm getting where I can run ten minute miles. Okay. Do that when you're not eating anything. I mean, you start seeing four, four and five. But but um, but but and well, anyway, one night I went back, and then we worked all day hanging sheetrock and taping it. I, I wanted to get the tape on, so I put the tape on real quick. Um, man, I got home and I was like, I just want to turn the TV on. And just sit. And the only reason it kept me going is I knew you guys were all fasting. And you guys were all seeking the Lord. And boy, I was really angry with all of you. And I was like, I went and showered. I went and sat down at the chair and I said, all right, I'm going to do my awakening book. He, how many got that awakening offline? It is incredible. Go online and look up awakening. You'll find it with Stove All Wings. Stovall Wings, W E E M S. Look that up, and then go back to the twenty one day plan, and it and it ties the book. It, it, it's awesome. You, you can get that on your on your iBooks. Okay. So so anyway, I, I was like I I, I don't I, I I man, I sat down. I, I just want to do this. I'll do it ten minutes. Three hours later, the word just, sheesh never saw that and i'm sitting here here's what i do to my bible is i color it and write stuff and make lines and say what god's and i don't, I don't do that to you to show off i do that to you to give you an idea you can do this too uh, and then you can go back and hear the things like i've got a whole bunch of stuff on where god's awakened to me and i'm finding out all these different things fasting does like that mark 1, 11, and 12, I found that one. It hit me, man, Jesus was compelled by the Spirit to do this. How many of you are feeling compelled of the Spirit to do this? Okay. Now, um, so anyway, uh, fasting does that. Uh, It it gets you tuned in. Stuff starts jumping out at you like it it never did. Um, I want to tell you a few more things that, oh, this hit me while we were uh, singing praise and worship a while ago. If I can kind of uh, back up just a little bit to this point where I was saying it's all about you, 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 and me, me. How many of remember that point? And even even this breakthrough where we're saying, hey, you're going to have that. Kind of let me in that vein again for a second. This just hit me in music, and I haven't studied this in fasting for years, actually. But, you know, and don't try to find it. I'll just read it to them. You know, in Isaiah 58, it says this. This is the fasting that I want you to do," says the Lord. Free those who have wrongly, who are wrongly imprisoned. Lighten the burden of people who work for you. Let the oppressed go free. Remove the chains that are binding other people. Share your food with the hungry. Are we talking about fasting here? I thought I was getting something out of this. Has anybody heard you one time yet? Have we heard you one time yet? Preachers even take that and start preaching on fasting and saying, when you fast, God will loose the chains in your life. God will set free those that are Yeah, he will. He'll do that for you. But I think this scripture is so in us that we're supposed to do it to others. We're supposed to look for people that are oppressed. You know why? Because you're going to see them better because you're fasting. Is anybody here today? You're going to see the needs more and you're going to hear more because you're tuned in and you're more focused on God. And and all the distractions and the chaos of the frequency, you're tuned in to God. And all the distractions are gone. All the obstacles are gone. And you're like hearing God clearly and seeing him more with clarity. And and you're feeling more. And then all of a sudden, you're in new worlds. Oh, man, I'm. you find yourself doing all kinds of stuff for the Lord. You find yourself doing all kinds of stuff for the Lord. It's always been there. It's there every day. It's there every day. Um, I just want you to see that fasting, you can read that. It's in Isaiah 58. But um, fasting sets your sights higher. It sets your goals. I'll give you a little bit on the you today. It sets your goals, your aspirations, your targets, your purposes, your ambitions. It does set them higher. But I still think we don't need to focus on us. Uh, if you look at Colossians chapter 3, we're going to kind of park there for the rest of this service and we're about done. Okay? Are we having fun today? Um, okay, in Colossians 3 it says this, in verse 1 it says, Sinch, are you all there? It says, since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven. Whoa, go back to verse 1, please. Um, since you have been raised to new life with Christ, you got to see this. Set your sights. Anybody ever shot guns? Set your sights. And I love this. On the what? Does it seem like your dream isn't a reality? Does it seem like your problem is an impossibility? Does it seem like your situation or your addiction or or your problem is unhelpable? Since you've been raised with Christ, set your heights higher on the realities of heaven. I'm telling you, your vision is real. Your deliverance is real. Your healing is real. I'm telling you, it's all real, but you got to set your sights on something higher. I felt the Lord say so hard. I felt the Lord say so hard to me when I've been praying about 217. He said, tell people, do not roll over 14 and 15 if it's been a lousy year. Don't roll over and just, oh, I'm going to have another lousy year, and it's already starting bad, and blah, 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 blah. Don't do that. Set your heights and say it's not going to be like 14 and 15. Is anybody out here today? Say amen. So get those sights up there, man. Get those sights up there because believe it or not, it is a reality because Christ does sit in the place of honor. In Ephesians, he invites you to sit with him. I think it's Ephesians 2, that he invites you to sit with him at the right hand. That means a place of authority. And notice it says where he sits. Jesus, our high priest, isn't up walking around. In the Old Testament, with the brazen altar and the menorah, did I say that right? Menorah and, and, and those different pieces of furniture. There were no seats, man. The priests were up working all the time. Working it out. But when Christ did it as your high priest, when he did that right there, the cross he sat down. It's completed. And let me tell you what fasting, what New Testament fasting is not. New Testament fasting is not trying to get God to accept you. They do that in the Old Testament. New Testament, fasting is, well, if I fast, maybe God'll change His mind. New fast New Testament isn't fast. New Testament, fasting is not wow, I've really screwed things up. I need to fast so God will see me and forgive me. That's all Old Testament fasting. New Testament fasting, it's all been done right there in the cross. You are forgiven. You are forgiven. You're forgiven of what you did yesterday, what you did today, and what you're going to do tomorrow. It's a new day every day. You are forgiven. You are healed. You are set everything that you think uh, that, that you got to uh, mourn and get in sackcloth and, and, and walk in shame and be guilty with the rest of your life and, 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 and be condemned with, there is no condemnation. Romans 8 1 says there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And guys, some of your Bibles go on and say, who walk not after the flesh but of the Spirit. That has been added by man. Because everybody decides how they're going to translate stuff. If you read that in the original, it says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, period. That's it. But it blew some of your Bible's translations. Um, NLT, which is what I read, it says it like I just said. And many of them, American Standard says it like. But some of the people that were translating, it blew their mind because they were maybe performance oriented or work oriented well don't we got to do something for that well if you if you walk not after the flesh but if you're walking after the spirit there's no condemnation it's not what the original says it says there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in christ jesus period if you have a bible that goes on and says the rest if you mark if you take and mark that out you're not committing an unpardonable sin okay because um, it's a period brothers and sisters fasting isn't about that fasting remember last week i said fasting remember when remember last week when we talked about fasting and i think it's matthew nine seventeen. everybody knows about the new wine skins fasting is creating a space Old wines, what God wants to do in you, he wants to do a new thing. He can't do it in the old, in your current wineskin. He wants to make your marriage new. He wants to make that relationship new. He wants to make your relationship with him new. Everybody say new. Okay. Well, he needs you to put on a new wineskin because if he puts in what's new in you, in the current wineskin you got, it's gonna, you're going to expand and it's going to break and all this precious stuff spilled out. So we need new wineskin for the new thing. Fasting is setting apart and expanding and giving of yourself so God can do something bigger, greater, wider, deeper, and higher. Are you all with me? Amen. Amen. So we're going to set our sights on things above. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. I'm just going to say it. In fact, the worship team, you can begin to come if you want. I actually got five more, six more minutes. Um, I went fast today. Um, but um, I feel kind of done, you know, on, on what needs to be said. But I also want to, on this, let's look at this Colossians. We're going to close with this. Since you've been raised with Christ, if you guys can follow me with this, I'm going to read quite a bit. Since you've been raised your, with Christ, set your realities on heaven because Christ is sitting at the place of honor at God's right hand. Uh, think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. What are we supposed to think about? Hey, write this down in your Bibles. Write this down. Write down Romans 8, 5 and 6 and read it in the Amplified Bible. It'll blow your mind. That goes with that right there. And that's how you mark up your Bible. If you wanted to learn how to mark up your Bible where you remember stuff, what you'd do here is you would say this. You would put, um, think about those things of heaven, not the things of the earth. So I would highlight that in a color. Think about the things of heaven and not the things on earth. And then I'd highlight over here, and then I'd put an area, go to, Romans 8, 5, and 6 in the Amplified, It'll blow your mind. If you want some more on that, Philippians 4, uh, 7, and 8. Um, if you want some more on that, uh, Romans chapter 12, 1 and 2. Okay? So, so you're chaining your Bible. And where, where, where Christ is, is your life. I want you to look at verse 5. So put to death. This happens. You guys don't hear me preach on this very often. But listen. Here's what's going to happen. When things come up in your life through prayer and fasting, put to death the sinful earthly things they are kind of lurking within you. Don't have anything to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires. Don't be greedy, worshiping the things of this world because the sins of, and the anger of God is coming about these things. But look at this, verse 7. You used to do these things. Look at verse 7. You used to do these things. Say that with me. You used to do these things when in your life... Wait, let's try that again. You used to do these things when your life was still a part of this world. But now is the time... Let's just read it together. But now is the time... Let's get rid of anger and rage and malice behavior, slander, and, hey, let's, we might as well clean up our mouths. Let's get rid of our dirty mouths. All right, let's go on. Don't lie to each other, for you stripped off this old sinful nature and all these wicked deeds. Put on your new nature and be renewed, look at this, as you learn. So you're going to always be changing as you're learning. As you're learning your creator, as you're learning more about your creator, you're going to become more like him. Isn't that powerful? In this new life, it doesn't matter. I love this. It doesn't matter if you're gay or straight, Jew or Gentile circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, unslave free Christ is all that matters. Red or yellow, black or white, Christ is all that matters. And He lives in all of us. See, our part is to get people to the Word. And as we see Jesus, 2 Corinthians 3.18 says that we will be transformed into His image. Let's stop, let's stop trying to clean each other up and clean yourself up. Let's, let's, let's take the moat out of your eye instead of staking the splinter out of somebody else. Fasting is about focusing on yourself. Next verse. Since God chose you to be a holy people, he loves you. Clothe yourself. See, I see it as wax off some of this stuff, but let's wax on this, let's clothe ourselves. Let's be tenderhearted and merciful and kind. Let's walk in some humility and gentleness and patience. Go on. Let's make some allowances for each other's faults. You know, let's forgive some people who's offended us. Remember the Lord forgave you. Don't you think it's only right you forgive others? Above all, clothe yourselves with love. Which binds us all together in some perfect harmony. And let the, this is where we're closing. When we do all that, then the peace of God. Are you have, needing peace in your life? Then the peace that comes from Christ. Where does peace come from? Where does peace come from? Peace that comes from Christ's rule. Is Christ ruling in your life? And Christ's rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and to always be thankful. If you're comfortable with it, wherever you are, just lift up your hands and say, Lord, I'm thankful. Lord, I'm Thankful. Lord, I'm thankful. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for your word. I'm thankful for your love. I'm thankful for your gentleness. I'm thankful for your kindness. We hope this message connected with you. To get more information about Church on the Rock, check out our website at www.cotrag.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Have a blessed day.